The journey of life is too complex and spiritual to be lived from your sensory perceptions. You're welcome to Love Life City, where we live life by the Holy Spirit, to raise men with the capacity to love genuinely both God and humanity through insight, discipleship, and fellowship. This message will set you up for a balanced lifestyle here on earth. Listen and be blessed. I'm going to dive right into the discussion. Forgive my voice. Um, a few things I want to share with us today. I want someone to turn to the book of Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Second Peter 1 and verse 3. No, let's read together now. I'll count. 1, 2, 3, go. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory. Shout hallelujah. Now, the reason why we um, God instructed us to meet today is because people are going through a lot. The economy has become so difficult, so hard, so, t- so, so, so difficult for people. And the Lord said, let the people be reminded who and where their true source is. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, who is your source? Ask your neighbor, neighbor, who is your source? Because it is very easy for you to be distracted and you begin to hope on the economy of the nation, begin to hope on a job, begin to hope on a connection, begin to hope on somebody who promised you, begin to hope on an uncle or an auntie. When things, when when it costs, it gets the worst. When things get so hard, when things begins to get on your nerve, it's easy for you to become distracted and begin to hope on something else. And the Lord said, have a school of power to teach the people and to remind the people of the sufficiency of my power. You shout a big amen. amen. And let me warn you. Let me just put this warning ahead of time. If you came for this meeting and you are not ready to pray, you can as well start going back home. But if you are here, make up your mind that you will pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Because your admission to access this school of power is called prayer. Amen. And you will leave this service today. You're going to go back to your various places of rest and you're going to begin to operate the literal power of God. I thought you said the loudest amen. amen. Beyond the cracked voice, I'm sure you're getting my message. I said you will leave this place and you operate in the literal power of God. The scripture we just read said something very powerful that he has given us all things appertains unto life and godliness according to the power made available. According, says, according to his divine power has he granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us. Hallelujah. So everything you are looking for is available in his divine power according to his divine power has granted us all things that pertains to life and godliness somebody say according to his divine power I have all things that pertains to life and godliness say that again not these things according to his divine power I have received all things that pertains to life and godliness so everything you are looking for 
is available in his divine power everything that pertains to life everything that pertains to godliness everything that pertains to your destiny everything he didn't say some he didn't say a few he said everything is granted according to his divine power according to his divine power has given us all things everything in this world was born out of god's divine power so if you look into your life and you are lacking something the first place you should run to is not an uncle or an auntie the first person to talk to is not a friend this world has been designed in such a way that people is people are engrossed with so many activities that they forget the real answers to their their questions they are they are hustling and tussling for answers going from place to place and it is so easy that they forget that the, the real answer to their question is within them praise the lord all things that pertains to life and godliness if god had designed that you are going to be a billionaire all those things that pertain to your life is available in his divine power if god designed that you are going to own the biggest business in africa it is available where in his divine power i was watching something i was watching something you see i i i was watching a guy on on online and he was selling fish he's in abuja it's his deals on fish so he roasted fish and creels and all of that right and it will amaze you that these guys the the the, the least amount he sells his fish according to what i saw online and according to my research the least amount he sells his fish is and i think the one i saw that was least is five million naira. yes five what oh, you, you don't understand i said and i looked at the fish i was looking at the my phone clearly i said this fish does he have gold inside and i checked it was normal fish river catfish and all those fish that we used to buy in abacha road junction if you have a witness in the house those kind of fish that we used to buy in abacha road junction it, there was no i looked at the fish i looked at this one there was no difference it was the same size big fish but then how come you didn't even say fifty thousand, hundred thousand, as in none of his fish is below one million and he sells five million upwards there was one he did you can go you can goggle him if you think i'm lying he's in abuja his name is bright grills all right goggle him if he gives you a platter of fish and a couple of things mixed together is about eight point something million you also have a mixture for 10 million i said i don't understand i said is it i i actually was doubting but he actually turned out to be true because obi kubana all these big boys yes he was he was attending to them they were the ones calling him davido i saw videos of him and davido him and obi kubana and i was like what these guys are paying this much how can somebody use car his slang is he said he used to say say feed the body that works the money don't leave anything for next of kin chop everything that's his slangs and then somebody will use moto car somebody will be swallowing car in the name of fish and i began i sat back and i began to ask i said god i don't what is this guy doing what has this guy discovered i went through his page i also discovered he was a very devoted christian very very strong child of god i now asked i said this is a fish that everybody is selling how come this one sells his own and says five million ten million and people buy it i can assure you the difference between him and the one at abata road junction is not just mouth is power did you hear what i just said now 
he will be talking and says, feed the body that works the money. Don't leave anything for next of kin. And everybody begins to copy his slang and begin to say his slang. And they are saying his slang and they are, oh, they, are, they are saying his slang. They are spending their money. No looking back. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? They are paying 5 million, 10 million and they are not, they are not considering themselves. They are just enjoying the fact that he's giving, the slang is giving and then they are enjoying their fish and enjoying their money. And I was wondering, I said, God told me, he said, this man has uncovered power. When, when power is available, you can't resist power. You can't go against power. You can only go in the line of power. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we have a generation of people that we are, we are so carried away by hustle and strength and might. And we easily forget that if we pay the price that Elijah paid, even if we pay a little of it, we can call that fire and everybody will come and watch fire burning from heaven. The reason why we are where we are right now is the absence of some dimensions of power. I'm sharing this story with you because I want you to know that God has already made everything available according to his word. Echo back at me, according to his word. So if you were, you were supposed to be a billionaire right now in the realm of the spirit, you are already a billionaire. If you are supposed to be wealthy, if you are supposed to be blessed, if you are supposed to be, you are supposed to be healing the sick, raising the dead, in the realm of the spirit, that is already what it is. But to bring it to the physical, you need his divine power. Shout Amen. I said shout Amen. amen. Are we together? I'm going to be fast and then we're going to pray. I'll just list a few things for you and we're out of here. Even the kingdom of God cannot be manifested without the expression of God's power. God's kingdom cannot be felt. If God himself is limited without power, what makes you think that without power you can become anything? Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said now? First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 20 For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk but in the manifestation of power. So if God cannot do anything without power, what makes you think your life will make sense when you don't have the power of God? What makes you think things will change when you don't carry the power of God? What makes you think that this Tinubu regime will not will not will not will not make you give up when you're not carrying the power of God? What makes you think that this Tinubu regime can actually make a millionaire out of you or a billionaire after you out of you when you are not yet carrying the power of God? So if God could not do anything without the power of God, how much more you? I want to show you a couple of things that that are a source of the power of God. The first I want to show you is the gospel. Somebody say the gospel. According to Romans chapter 1 verse 16, the Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Anytime you want to see the power of God, let the gospel be preached. So anytime the message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is preached, the power of God is made available. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. So when I am I'm holding a crusade, for instance, and I want the power of God to be available, I just talk about Jesus. I preach his death, burial, and resurrection. You too, in your personal time, you notice that you want God to intervene in this particular situation. Go and look for scriptures that talks about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You will unlock power. I'm showing you a secret. Are you with me? No, you're not with me. I said, are you with me? Personally, that's what I do. I sit down and I open the Bible and I meditate on the love of Christ that moved him to die for my sins. 
after meditating on that, I'll meditate on his resurrection and what his resurrection has done for me. I'm going to just show, share, share a few things about this with you. Do you know that the resurrection of Jesus from the grave is your guarantee or is the guarantee that Satan cannot mess around with your life anymore? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 10, it says, we were once aliens and we were once um, taking, we were once foreign to the wealth, the commonwealth of Israel. We were once foreign to the promises of God. But the Bible says, but Jesus died and gave his only begotten son. So when Jesus died, he came as the son of God. When he came and he died, as soon as he died, he went back to heaven and he returned as the Holy Spirit. Amen? To make us all sons of God. If I want to tap into the power of God, I meditate on the gospel of Christ. How he considered he, how he who knew no sin was made sin for me so that I can become the righteousness of God through Christ. These are the things I meditate on. How I was supposed to be an alien. How I was supposed to be nobody. How I was supposed to be a bastard. But the love of Jesus and his blood on the cross of Calvary adopted me to become a part of the family of God. If you know how to meditate on these kinds of scriptures or these kinds of teaching, just meditating on it alone produces power. Ketchikuma was preaching one day and she said something. He said, anytime I want the power of God to move in a place, I just reckon myself as a sinner and I, as a sinner that has been shown so much love. I reckon myself as someone who does not deserve the love of God, but I've received the love of God. Whenever you position yourself in that shoe of a person who does not deserve the love of God, but has gotten the love of God and you are grateful for it, certain levels of the power of God will be released upon you. You don't understand what I'm saying. The disciples of Jesus were just discussing about Jesus. They were discussing the gospel. And as soon as they, they were talking, the gospel, as soon as they, they were discussing Jesus and how he came, how he died, how he suffered, the Bible says, and Jesus appeared in their midst and began to talk with them. And the Bible says, as he continued, he got to a point where Jesus broke bread. The Bible says, as soon as Jesus broke bread and they ate, their eyes were opened and they now recognized that they were with all this while they were with the son of God. They never knew. So they were just talking and Jesus was interested in their discussion. Anytime the gospel is preached or the gospel is meditated on, Jesus shows up. And the Bible says, Jesus has made unto us the power of God and the wisdom of God. So if I want him in, in this place now, I'm just going to talk about his love. For God so loved me, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes should not perish. I believe in the love of God. Say with me, I believe in the love of God. Say, I believe in his sacrifice. I believe in his death. I believe in his burial. Shall glory. Only the message of Jesus attracts the power of God. As soon as Jesus died, the Holy Ghost was instigated to show up. The Bible says, if the spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the grave comes on you, it shall quicken also your mortal body. So whenever we talk about the gospel of Christ, the power of God shows up. And wherever the power of God shows up, it makes things happen. Shout a big amen. amen. Another source of the power of God is the scriptures. Still talking about the gospel. So Matthew chapter 22 verse 29. But Jesus answered them saying, you are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. So you don't know the scriptures. You don't know the gospel. You don't know the story of Jesus' death and love for you. You don't know the scriptures. You can't know the power of God. Help me preach your neighbor. Neighbor, if you don't know the scriptures, you can't know the power of God. Now, I want to call some scriptures that I want you to study when you go home. Please take note of it now. When you go home, I want you to read the book of John. 
the whole book of John. Just read the narratives there. And then read the book of Ephesians. And then read the book of uh, 1 John. 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. For you are you're wrong. You know not the scriptures. And you know not the power of God. There are sometimes when I feel like a lot of things are happening around me. All I need to awaken the power of God is one scripture. I can tell you one of the scriptures that usually awakens the power of God in my, on my inside. The Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 12, you read from verse 9 and 10, it says, For we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. Somebody say, know the scriptures, attract the power. Now, as simple as that scripture is, there are situations that when you release such scriptures into the atmosphere, what you have done is that you have charged the atmosphere with power. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is why if I was preaching some Sundays ago, and I was telling the people, if we can be committed to the word of God, one of the blessings of a man that is committed to the word of God that knows his Bible, is that the Bible says that anything he asks shall be done. And the reason anything he asks shall be done is because he, he knows the scriptures, therefore he knows the power. It's, the Bible says in the book of John chapter 15 verse 7, it says if you ask anything, if my word abide in you and you are in my word, you shall ask anything and it shall be done. Praise the Lord. The reason why anything will be done because the word of God has dwelt in you is because you know the, you know when to release the word to get your results. You know when to speak what scriptures that will that will rescue you from that poverty, from that scarcity. Oh, you know. Somebody say, I know the scriptures. I know the power of God. So as little and as common as sitting down with your Bible and reading, what as simple as it is, it is your way. It's a highway to the power of God. The Bible says, and Jesus opened up the scriptures and read, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to proclaim liberty to captive, to declare the acceptability of the Lord, to preach vibration to the heal the brokenhearted, and preach the gospel of peace to the poor. He said a lot of things, and he said to them, Today is this scripture fulfilled in your, your ears. As he read that scripture, as he was reading that scripture, what he was initiating, what he was triggering was power. People were angry with him because they felt the power of God instantly. It was after that scriptures he read, he launched out and began to do many things, many miracles. Hallelujah. The destiny that you are looking for is waiting for the, the, the divine power of God to be unlocked. The divine power of God, that's what he's waiting for. And if you won't unlock the divine power of God, you might stay in a long time without seeing a manifestation of what you are looking for. Say, I know the scriptures. I know the power of God. Number three, the Holy Ghost is the source of the power of God. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. If you are under the sound of my voice tonight and you have not yet received the Holy Ghost, I declare right now the power of the Holy Ghost is coming upon you. Do you know that when Peter was speaking to Cornelius, the Bible says he was just preaching the gospel. He was just preaching. He was just in the process of preaching. And the Bible says, as he spoke, the power of God fell upon Cornelius and all his family members. So even as I'm speaking now, the Holy Ghost is coming upon someone strong. Amen. Hallelujah. But you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I want to show you another secret of power. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. A secret of power. A secret of power. Second Corinthians chapter 12 
and verse 9. Let's read together. 1, 2, 3, go. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Another secret of power is your weakness. God is interested in the weak because only in the weak can he make himself strong. In case you came here and you, you are struggling with an addiction, you are struggling with a problem, you are struggling with a, a character, you are struggling with something, maybe your life has done so much to you, you have suffered a lot, you have become so tired of everything, you are a candidate for the power of God. Oh, somebody missed a good place to say amen. The Bible says he chooses the foolish things of this world to confirm the wise. Every time God did something major or massive, he did it with somebody that was looked down on. He did it with people who were considered as nothing, who were considered the least. In case you came from a family where you are the least, where you are nobody, you came from a community where nobody respects you, you are qualified for the power of God. I thought your amen would be louder. The Bible says for his power is made perfect in your weakness. So when the world or the Satan paints it in a way or paints your weakness in a way that should be taking you, making you drawn away from God. God tells you in your weakness, come. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 26 down to 28. Come unto me, O ye that labor and are heavy laden. God is permanently interested in people with weaknesses. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And listen, the same way I said God is interested in people with weaknesses, God is uninterested with people who think that they are perfect. If you want to be disqualified for the power of God, then think sufficient of yourself. The reason why many people cannot carry the power of God is because they are too full of themselves. They don't think it's important to pray. They don't think it's important to fast. They don't think coming to church is important. They say, ah, church is in my heart. Even, if, even, though, even though I come to church, I don't come to church, I don't care as long as it is me and my God. God sees my heart and church is in my heart. That is, that is, that is a qualification Sorry, that's, that is a disqualification for the power of God. When you think of yourself as sufficient, as able, if you must carry the power of God, you must show your weakness before the Lord. Lay yourself bare before the Lord and say, Lord, I am just a weak man that is helpless without your help. That is nothing without your help. If you don't show this boy mercy, this boy will end in nobody. I am just a weak man. If you know you are weak, and you recognize that you are weak it should make you submit more to god the bible says it is not by power it is by might but by what by the spirit says the lord so if you are going to deal with the lord don't come and form big boy don't come and and want to brag and boast if you're going to get anything from the lord you must come as someone who is weak you must come as someone who has nothing but wants everything Shout a big amen. amen. For his strength is made perfect in your weaknesses. I prophesy to someone, the strength of God is made perfect in your weakness. Amen. The power of God is made evident in your weakness. Amen. I used to think that God uses people that are smart. God uses people that are very skilled at talking. But everybody he uses from Jeremiah to all the prophets he used, all of them had a problem. How can God go to Abraham and said, Abraham, you are you, you, you are you have been counted for 
righteousness. Your faith has been called for righteousness. And the Bible says, Abraham staggered not at the promises of God. Abraham staggered not. How? When? Abraham staggered. If Abraham did not stagger, how did Hagar came about? Oh, these guys, you are not getting me. He staggered. But the Bible says, in the eyes of God, Abraham staggered not. He, he, he so staggered that he produced Hagar and Ishmael. He staggered and brought about a nation that God did not plan. But in the eyes of God, he staggered not. Did you understand what I'm trying to say here? God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for imperfect people to perfect them. And that's the mentality you must approach God. Lord, I am just a weak man. I need your help. Bishop Intahosa said something. There is nobody that cried out to God and said, God, help me that God did not help. Did you hear what I just said now? Did you hear what I just said now? No man. No man. In Abraham's weaknesses, God said to Abraham, you are a righteous man. Because he, he was completely dependent on God. The people who will never, that's why if you, when you go to churches or some churches that has become very religious and sanctimonious, everybody there is a saint, you will never find power there. All you find is grammar. They will preach all the doctrines and all these. They will tell you if you, if you say this one, you are, you are preaching heresy. This is the light doctrine. This is our process. This is our ceremony. What power? So somebody comes in there, he's blind. He walks out blind. Somebody comes lame, charm, as she has much charm. She walks out there with the same charm. Because God is not interested in people that are wise. He's interested in foolish people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some people, one of my one 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 minister of the gospel told me, say, man of God, the anointing of my life is the anointing for classic people, for high class. I don't pass to everybody, I pass to people of high class. And I told them, I said, God. Is, God is interested in people of low class. God is God. In fact, if you want, if you want to find God, we will find him where people of low class are. Hear what I'm saying? Because that these are the people he likes to use. <sighs> Blessed be the Lord God, who maketh known the servant of His knowledge through us in every place. God likes to show Himself off. He doesn't like to share His glory with any man. So He looks for the least and makes Him the most. He looks for the nothing and makes him something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He make it known the server of his knowledge through us. The moment you become proud, I become too big to be in church. You become too big to pray. You become too big to fast. You become too comfortable and too confident in your own energy, in your own wisdom. That's when God will leave you. It is not of him that will it. It's not of him that run it. God that shows mercy. So anytime you just remember, ah, your mate has passed you. Your colleagues have gone ahead of you. Everybody's as though everybody has left you behind and you are stagnant. Say these words to yourself. It's not of him that will let. Not of him that run it. But of God that shows mercy. And there is a secret to being a beneficiary of the mercy of God. I've thought this before, but I'm going to brush it now. One of the secrets of being a beneficiary of the one that God will show mercy is that you too must show others mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall what? You can't be wicked and expect mercy. You should, you should be going on the road and you see somebody begging and you have sympathy for that person. And even if your last card is 10 error, you remove it and give to that person. 
That is what qualifies you for the mercy of God. You should get into a quarrel. You got into a quarrel with someone and you looked at that person and said, oh, which day grass and sand begin quarrel? Me and you, we are at the same level. Me and you cannot help each other. Let me just let you go so that the one that can help, everybody can help me. Are you aware that God ties even the mercy he shows upon you to the mercy you show to others? Are you aware? Forgive us our iniquities as we forgive what? So when God forgives you, he expects you to do what? I'm showing you, this, this is a secret to becoming a weak man before God. God doesn't use strong people. He's not interested in strong. If you want to be weak, this is how you position. You must become foolish before men if you must be weak in God's sight. Men will look at you and say, you are a stupid man. You are a stupid man. How will somebody carry your thing? And you say, don't worry, I won't fight you. Take more. If you must be weak. See, a weak man before God is a foolish man before men. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say? When a man is submitted, submitted to God to do the will of God, following the leadership of God, he will look very stupid before people. But that's the best disposition to carry the power of God. You are qualified for the power of God. Shout the loudest, amen. I'm rounding off now. Just a few things. Things that hinder um, what qualifies people to receive the power of God. Number one. Um, I'll read Psalm 62 from verse 10 to 11. Psalm 62 from verse 10 to 11. One of the things that qualify you to carry and handle the power of God is that you have received the love of God in your heart. So when God begins to see that you are a weak man and he starts showing you mercy, you are, you are submitted to him, he starts showing you mercy, start releasing his power upon you. There are things that you must be careful to have intact so that that power can be sustained. Praise the Lord. One of that is that you must have love in your heart. You must have love in your heart. Anybody who is giving excess power and is not giving love becomes a disaster. There's somebody that says, I'm not a preacher of love. I am the war. I am the fight. He is in Taboski. That kind of man that does not have his power mixed with love can one day shoot himself on his leg. I'll show you from scriptures. This scripture we just quoted is Psalm 62, 10 and verse 11. Once God has spoken, once, once God has spoken, let me hear you. No, you guys are not there. I said, are you there? Let's read together. I'll read, you continue. When I will just start it, you continue. Psalm 62 from verse 10 to 11. Once God has spoken, that and that to you O Lord belongs belongs what? belongs what? okay for you will render to a man according to his work now my own translation said to you belongs steadfast love amen all power belongs to God and to him belongs steadfast love if you have power and you don't have love you are in trouble even first corinthians 13 from verse 2 mentions that said if you prophesy if you speak in tongues though i have the gift of prophecy understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that i could remove mountains but have no charity i am nothing you have all the power in this world but you have no love you are nothing you are in trouble actually you can kill yourself this secret i'm about to teach you is the secret that god taught me he told me if you want to walk in the power of god this is the secret 
he said let the love of god distill in your heart the reason why we're a church of power is because we're a church of love are you hearing what i'm saying and the lord told me he said the reason why he cannot release so much power on certain people is because these people do not know they don't they don't have the love if god releases all the power he wants to release the power to kill and to make a life on your church how sure is he that you will not remember your uncle that tied your younger sister from getting pregnant for seven years how sure is he that you will not remember all the aunties all the village witches and you end them one day how sure is he that you have enough love to control the power that you have received do you understand what i'm saying do you understand what i'm saying if god gives you power now how sure is he that that power you're not going to use it to start making money like many men of god are doing right now tell you you have to pay fifty thousand naira for consultation hundred thousand naira for holy bottle water and ten thousand naira for holy baptism they have the power but that power is not mixed with love and so that power will, will become their own destruction i'm showing you if you want god to be if you want to be the first person to receive the power of god allow the love of god to distill in your heart i mean become stupid stupidly in love with people and, lo- and god at the same time are you hearing what i'm saying do every miracle jesus did in the bible the bible says and jesus was moved with what compassion it was love that moved him he didn't he had power to jump down from the mountain and angels would catch him but he was not using the power for that power enables work to be done love makes the power go in the right direction do you understand what i just said now because without love see just like power power is a gun love is the hand that handles the gun if you don't if you have power and you don't know how to handle this gun you can shoot your own self that's what's happening to many people may the lord help us to carry the power of god with the love of god at the same time say the lord as amen hallelujah this is a school of power we are going to be praying shortly now note this as well you cannot receive power if you don't have an assignment the bible says Acts chapter 1 verse 8, power came upon them, Holy Ghost came upon them and they received power and they became witnesses. Someone say witnesses. So the power came because there was an assignment. If you are not ready to do something for the Lord, you will carry his power. Amen. So so, so whenever, whenever I want a dimension of the glory of God, to come into my house or come around me i ask god questions look at the questions i ask the lord i ask the lord these questions i say lord what are you doing in this season what are you doing in this dispensation these are the kind of questions i ask the lord lord how can i be part of what you are doing in this season are you following me these are the questions i'm asking i ask the lord and as soon as i ask him these questions He begins to he begins to distill upon me his, his glory and his power. 
Many people are looking for God's blessings. But if you are wise, you will look for what God is blessing. You didn't hear what I said. I said many people are doing what? Many people are looking for God's blessing. But a wise man will look for what God is doing what? Shout a big amen. I prophesy upon three people who will say the loudest amen. The power of God is coming on you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm rounding off now. Rounding off now. Rounding off now. And nothing that qualifies for the power. Okay. Amen. If you want to carry the power of God, you must be ready for prayers. You must be a man of prayer. You must be a man that is always connected, always plugged in. A couple of people, many times they plug in their charger, they, dis they disconnect their chargers. That's the problem with many Christians. But if you want to be constantly in power, you have to be constantly plugged. Constantly plugged. James chapter 5 and verse 16. The earnest, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, which is dynamic in its working. I want to explain this scripture to you quickly. The earnest, fervent prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available, which is dynamic in its work. So, another thing that can help brings power of God upon you is prayer but not just any kind of prayer are you hearing what i'm saying so you can see people praying and nothing comes it's literal waste of time they are praying so hard but nothing is happening because the kind of prayer that brings power is a specific kind of prayer james 5 16 open your bible to that scripture quickly james 5 16 james 5 16 i, I want you to read we're going to take it one after the other not all prayers bet power. There is a specific kind of prayer that produces power. James 5.16 If you are there, let's read together. Hallelujah. Somebody just read, read, read. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. So if we want power to come to this house now and somebody here is angry with somebody here, one person is angry with the other person, the first thing the person should do is confess his faults. Say, please, I'm sorry. I know I've angered you. Let's forgive ourselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you look at me somewhere, if you don't want to waste your time, pray. If you don't want to waste your time, pray, pray with people. Make sure that you confess your faults to them. If you're angry with them, tell them first. Wait, let me, let me, let's talk first. Let us settle this problem. Settle with them first before you start praying. Because any prayer you, is it that you settle with them physically first or after the prayer? You settle in your heart and then you meet them after. Any prayer you are praying and you have a problem with that person, they are just making noise. I'm telling you the gospel truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What, what I'm showing you is scriptures. The reason why you prayed and the witch that came yesterday came, came, came back again. 
you are your heart is bleeding. You're, you and your husband are not in talking terms. That, that prayer will not work. So that's why my advice for you, if you are still single, I pray for you. May God help you marry well. I pray for myself and I say amen for myself. May God help me marry well. Amen. Because it's a problem. If you are always quarreling with that woman, your prayers will not be heard. Your prayers can't produce results. Hallelujah. So if I'm in church, for instance, if I notice the atmosphere is thick, I will usually tell people, I say, okay, you know, hold your hands together, touch one another, so that we can ease the atmosphere. You know, if, if, you're, if I'm angry with you now, your brother, your younger brother did something to you, and you're very angry with that person, and your mother says, nah, hold your younger brother, or he tells your younger brother to hold you, you are going to be very, very angry. It is either so, it is supposed to increase your anger or reduce your anger. True or false? If that, if that holding of hands lasts for a long time, your, your anger is tested experimentally, your anger should reduce. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Jesus Christ. Are you with me? So try this. Learn this. Even if you and your spouse are quarreling, try this. Hold your hands and pray. If it's something, if it's something that you need to stop the prayer, talk. Honey, what have I done? If it's hurting you to even call the person, honey, call the person by their name. Say, Daisy, what did I do? Let's talk this thing. Man to man, a man to woman. And then when you have sorted it out, then go back and pray. I tell you, you will not say, you will not stay there five minutes and power will begin to charge on your head. See, I am, I'm not the kind of person that pray and waste my time. Are you hear what I'm saying? If I start praying, I must see results. Things must happen. Power must drop. You think God like wants you to be struggling and struggling and crying and crying before he answers you? No. There is a kind of prayer that downloads power. Help me preach your neighbor, neighbor. There is a type of prayer that downloads power. The first type of prayer, the thing, first thing you must do, confess your faults one to another. Yes, go ahead. Read. Confess your faults one to another. Go ahead. Pray for one another that you may be healed. So, sir, sir Friday, I'm teaching you guys because you guys are my leaders. When you notice the atmosphere is tense, is that you tell people to hold your hands together and pray? Or tell them to raise a prayer point for their neighbors. A very strong prayer point. Once you do that, people will begin to pray. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Next, go ahead. Effective fervent prayer. Somebody say effective fervent prayer. Of a righteous man. Does what? Avails much. So the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man another translation say makes tremendous power available. What does it mean to have an effective fervent prayer? He gave us an example with Elijah. The Bible says Elijah was a man of like passion. If you're reading down to show you, but he prayed earnestly that there won't be rain. He's showing you what earnest or effective fervent prayer is with Elijah. Here's how Elijah was praying. Put his hands, his head in between his legs, his hands in between his legs. Stayed for seven days. 
praying that there will no be rain. And he prayed again, and then there was. Can we read down that part? That part. Yes. This is for people that say, you must, must I shout anytime I'm praying? Yeah, though I don't have to shout. I don't have to scream. I don't, I'm not like all these hypocrites. I want everybody to know that I'm praying. I'm not like all these my neighbors that will scream in the night. Every time they are screaming, they will, they will show that they are, they are prayerful people. I must not shout. God hears my heart. The truth is, if you are praying, effectively and fervently it will show in your posture somebody say it will show in your posture i'm showing you how to pray down power first forgive the people around you confess your faults one another next it should show your posture you must be effect you must be serious about the prayer and it will show your posture if you are serious about it how can you be asking god for power father in the name of jesus as you release the holy ghost upon the apostles in the upper room release the same power upon me give me breakthrough how how the seriousness is not there because if it was if it was an interview you are speaking to somebody that's supposed to give you a job you will that young you will swallow it don't dare to yawn. Some people will be praying. Ah, brother, 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 with focus and do it consistently Elijah did not he prayer that produced power that stopped rain for three years did not happen one day and stopped it was a focused prayer for seven days you hear what I'm saying I know of a pastor he, he doesn't have it he doesn't lie down on his bed I watched his interview said he doesn't lie down on his bed. He sleeps only five, in the whole month, only five times. He can just lay down on the bed. He doesn't eat real food. He's mostly eating fruits and things that are not real food. And you need to see the kind of power that man commands. It touches you. All your veins, all your marrows will start shaking. Power. He lies down on stones. I hear what I'm saying? Now he's not doing that for show off. That is something that is a that is a hunger. That is that is something he's desiring. That is something he's looking for. Yeshua, you're the one I am searching 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 for. Yeshua, you're the one. Yeah, Yeshua, 
You're the one I am searching for. Yeshua. You're the one I am searching. Sing it again. Yeshua. Yeshua. You're the one I am searching for. Yeshua. You're the one. Sing it. Yeshua. Yeshua. You're the one I am searching for. Yeshua, you're the one I am searching for. They may take the veil, they may take the cars, but as for me, you're the one I am searching for. They may take the fame, they may take the cars, but as for me, you're the one I am searching for. Say Yeshua, Yeshua, you're the one I am searching for. Yeshua, you're the one I am searching. Yeshua, Yeshua, I want to hear your voices. Yeshua, you're the one I am searching for. They may take the way. They may take the cars, but as for me, you're the one I am searching for. They may take the wealth, they may take the fame, but as for me, you're the one I am searching Let me hear you say, Yeshua! You're the one I am searching for. Yeshua, Yeshua, call his name, nothing else, sing it again, Yeshua, Yeshua, you're the one I am searching for, Yeshua, you're the one I am, my mates must have overtaken me, they may take the fame, but as for me, you're the one I am searching for. They may go ahead, they may take the cost, but as for me, I am satisfied with you. They may have the wealth, they may have the jobs, but as for me, you're the one I am set. Yeshua, Yeshua. I wish you can cry out to him until he hears your voice. Yeshua. Yeshua, yeah. You're the one I am set. You're the one I am setting for. You're the one I am setting for. You're the one I am. You're the one I am looking for. You're the one I am looking for. And Jesus said to Mary, Martha, Mary has chosen the right thing. Mary has chosen the right thing. You're the one I am setting for. 
for the one I am searching for. You're the one I am searching for. Hallelujah. These are some of the things. These are some of the prayers I pray when I'm all by myself. So if you are sincerely looking for God, it will change the tune of your voice. It will change your posture. It will make you cry. It will make you cry. The question I have to ask some of us, when was the last time you prayed and as you prayed, you cried in the prayer? You, we you wept. When was the last time? Hallelujah. It just goes to show the passion. How can you pray without passion and expect power to show up? Happen like that. Pray earnestly for seven days, and you'll be shocked at the kind of life you're gonna have. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Pray earnestly for seven days, just seven days, with a fasting, maybe, and you are gonna be shocked the kind of attention of heaven you will get. Some of some people say, ah. You must not cry. You must not. Be. God is not emotional. God is not emotional. You must not be emotional. Who told you God? Is, how can a God that gave you emotion not be emotional? Haven't you read in the Bible? The Bible says, "A contrite heart, the Lord will not despise. A broken heart, a broken spirit, the Lord is attracted to." Haven't you read it in scriptures? God can listen to the. Your tears has a voice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Forgive my voice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your tears has a voice. Your tears has a voice. Don't think when you are praying and you started crying that you wasted your time. What you are doing was communicating. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 For the Holy Ghost maketh intercession for us through groanings that cannot be altered. He makes intercession for you through groanings. Somebody say groanings. Groanings is it not tears. Is it not weeping. Does groaning make sense to a human being? When somebody is praying and is crying to somebody around that person, the person looks weak or foolish or emotional. But I tell you, that is what God is looking for. The Bible says, now this time that hour is now where God seeks those that will worship him those that worship him in spirit and in truth if you are sincere with God it will show your posture in your voice even in your tears it will show but we have we have the church of these last days have has formed the habit of religion and ceremony and so we come to church and we pray because the pastor said just speak in tongues when you speak in tongues it should be from a place of a desire a place of passion a place of seriousness that without this without your help I am helpless without your attention I will end I will die a useless person nobody will hear of me if you don't announce me and then you hold on to the cross like Jacob the Bible says he held onto the heel of the angel and the angel was about to go but he had said no I won't let you go until my story change 
this is the disposition that releases power am I communicating am I communicating so this night as we pray don't look around let your prayer be effective and let your prayer be fervent the characteristic of effective prayer is that it is filled with seriousness and it is filled with consistency you don't pray 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 Hannah prayed this kind of prayer and then uh, um, Eliezer the prophet came and looked at him Eli, sorry came and looked at her and she looked like a drunk woman you can pray to the extent that even the fashion of your countenance will be altered it happened to Jesus now what changed the fashion of his countenance was the, the level of sin there was something there is something called hemotrodosis eh? you know when you sweat and your sweat turns to blood turn your keyboard down do you know when you sweat and your sweat turns to blood eh? it's a medical condition it's called hematotrodosis. Hematotrodosis. That is when the vessels that carries your blood burst because of, because of your level of ferventness, seriousness, and stress. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Oh, you guys are not here. Are you here? I feel like my voice is not expressing the way I want. Are you here? Jesus prayed earnestly to the point that his, his sweat turned into blood telling you the level of desperation he prayed with he was so focused and so desirous of the attention of God that even his sweats his vessels of blood busted and blood came out and mixed with the sweat that is how power is downloaded except you want to be powerless but I've, I've decided even, this, even if this voice cracks I will cry until power comes. Bible told Jesus, Jesus said to his disciples, go and wait, wait here until you are endued with power. It means if power does not show up, don't leave. That's the mindset you should carry. If God does not empower me, I'm not going anywhere. Someone will shout a big amen. Say, Heavenly Father, I mean business. Let your power come strong. So song, songs, like, songs I just sang now are these kind of songs I sing and it just helps me focus on the Lord. He helps me throw away the distraction. He helps me yearn for the Lord. After a while, put off your phone even if for one day. Put off your phone. Every, all the while you've been pressing your phone, the money you have gotten is no more than 50,000 or 5,000. All the money put together is not up to one billion. Might not even be up to 500 million. Might not be up to 10 million. All the money you have gotten in this one full 2023 might not be up to 10 million. But if you can switch up that phone and say, Jesus, it is you and I, and we are going nowhere until you, you touch me. One touch from the Lord can open a door for you. I will change that will cover up for 10 years of your wasted years. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, One touch. 
Watuch. Not 10 million. 10 mi All the things you gather in one year is not up to 10 million. That's from somebody using 10 million to eat fish. Touch God. Tell your neighbor, touch God. I'm rounding off now. We're going to pray. But I want to round up with this. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 to 21. Stand to your feet as we read this. And we close. Stand to your feet. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 to 21. For your name is For your name is For your name is Your name is Your name is holy, say for your sing with me. Your name is Are we there? Ephesians 3 20 21. Are we there? Can we read together? One, two, three, go. No, you are not there. Everybody open your Bible. Let's open your Bible. Let's read together. Open your Bibles. Shabra na ba 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 God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. According to what? Are you, are you with me? If I want if I want someone that is deaf to begin to hear I want someone that is not working to begin to walk. He's able to do it. But according to his divine power that is at work. Amen. He's able to do everything according to the power that is at work on your inside. Somebody say there is a power at work on my inside. As I pray, I generate more power that will be proportional to the miracles I desire in my life. Power generated proportional to the desires of my heart. For he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I can ask or think according to his power. Thank you for listening. We know this powerful message by Pastor Emmanuel Azizor has blessed you in no small way. Kindly WhatsApp plus 234-701-652-3173 if you wish to give your life to Christ or share your testimonies with us. The number to WhatsApp is plus 234-701-652-3173. God bless you.